four, three, two, one. What I like about experience is that it is such an honest thing. You may take any number of wrong turnings, but keep your eyes open and you will not be allowed to go very far before the warning signs appear. You may have deceived yourself, but experience is not trying to deceive you. The universe rings true whenever you test it. Surprised by Joy C.S. Lewis. You like that quote? I do like that quote. I do true? like that quote. Um, what does it mean? Do you, you know mean? how my you know how my brain works. I'm always like going to the opposite and trying to like flip it around. Yeah. You oh, know, you just know what like they call testing that? it, testing it in the real world. They call what that. Call that. They call that mental retardation. I think there's a clinical term for it. They call that mental re- retardation. Yeah, yeah, like it's a it's a medical term. You probably want to understand. Oh, okay. But that's what. All right. Well, like, I mean, I work at a Starbucks. I I have definitely. Seen... Wow, that's definitely that's another symptom. <laughs> that's two symptoms, dude. You might want to go to the doctor. <laughs> two symptoms, one day. All right. Two symptoms. So, what do you think the quote means? Well, I mean, I think. Well, I think from his perspective, I mean, somebody like him, he was constantly in the social setting of discussing ideas with people all the time i mean like if you look at c.s lewis if you look at his life if you look at other uh authors like him around at his time they were in like book clubs they were aristocratic people sort of living lives full of intellectual passion yeah so what he's saying there is like sometimes if you get away from the thought experiment and you just delve your fingers into the world of experience that that is something that can ring out truth better than any conversation or any any article of any transcript you know you know that's an interesting take i so what i got from that so it goes what i like about experience is that it's such an honest thing and i think he's not talking about like life experience he's talking about existence so like essentially what i think he's saying is what i like about existence is that it's such an honest thing. And he's saying you can fail an infinite amount of times. But as long as you keep your eyes up, and this kind of goes into what Jordan Peterson talks about, as long as you keep your focus and your goal, and I've talked to you about this before, is that it's not, it's not necessarily about doing the action. It's about consistently wanting to do the action. And as long as you can keep your eyes up, you won't, the universe won't let you fall down too far before you succeed. And here he's talking I, about, I, I, and he's, he's saying, you can deceive yourself, but the universe is not trying to deceive you. The reality is not trying to deceive you. It's trying to give you what you're looking at. That's the, at the end of the day, that's what the reality is doing. It's trying to give you what you're looking at. So as long as you can keep your eye, let's say your goal is to quit marijuana, right? <clears throat> but you can't, you just keep failing, right? You just keep, you'll go two days and then smoke you go a week and then smoke. And then the longest time you've gone is a month. But then you smoke and you just keep, eventually you break down, right? Because you just can't fucking quit smoking. But the idea is not, okay, well, it's, it's like as long as you keep your eyes on the goal that I want to be better, I want to quit smoking, right? You keep your eyes up. Eventually, that will happen. There's no other way about it. The universe, the, the, the universe is designed like that. It's designed yeah. around that. Yeah, I mean, I really see the, uh, I definitely see the interlinking between that and pretty much everything Jordan Peterson talks about, just because I feel like if you want to, if you want to take, you know, 12 rules, if you want to take like pretty much everything he's done and put it into like one, um, what's the word for like a Buddha, what you say over and over again during meditation? A mantra. Mantra. Yeah. Um, if you put everything into a mantra, it's like keep your damn eyes up and pay attention to the moment. Okay, you didn't have those to are, add those the Canadian like, damn. Damn, keep your time. Oh, dude, Tommy. Oh, one of my friends just does a great Jordan Peterson. Yeah, don't know who Tommy is. Totally unrelated. <laughs> no, I'm learning how to do this thing. Uh, anyway, keep going. Uh, yeah, no, it's just like keep your eyes up and pay attention to the moment, which is like. It's just there's so much linking between that quote and uh, his message. At least I feel like that's the real core thing. It's just he talks about paying attention all the time. And I'm like, what does he really mean to that? He means like he literally means like Christ 
you know, focus on the day. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Like, yeah, it's it well, all links together, and it's like, ooh, I I just love that when you see so many different minds kind of connect on the same like you a little goose. core point. Give, yeah, it gives you a little goosey. gives you gooseys all over your body. You know, um, yeah, no. That so, is cool, but I sure. think I think it's not necessarily just worry about today because tomorrow will worry about itself kind of thing. It's also um it's more look at the ideal so this i, well, think I just mean i just mean i just mean not so much on fixing your site i just mean like uh i mean in the in the realm of like pay attention pay attention yeah pay attention to the day pay attention to the moment fix your mind on the now because obviously like there's that quote about how um what is it the future is off in the de- like the future and the past are both frozen by time, but the present is lit up by eternal rays. Yeah. So the oh, present is our, is our connection to eternity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I hear you. And I, I totally agree. I mean, at the end of the day, there's only the present. And you know, what's funny is that this is, that seems like such a esoteric or like Eastern kind of idea. Like, Oh, the, you know, the present is eternal, you know? And people are like, Oh, that's some fucking hippy dippy, spiritual sense but it's but honestly i think that's in every doctrine right in any spiritual doctrine not just eastern but i think even in christianity it talks about that how the present moment is where everything meets where reality meets consciousness right and the past and the future are these conceptual ideas that we have been like we developed to cope with existing in reality at least to the degree we do, but there, but at the end of the day, the present is like this powerhouse of energy. Right. And it's almost weird because the present doesn't really exist. And this is a hard thing to cope with, with time is that every single moment is continuously moving from a conceptual future to the present and to the past each, each second. Right. There's it, And so it's fluid. It's not like a, a fixed structure where, Oh, the past and the future are, are conceptual. No, I mean, I, at some point, the past and the future are going to both be present, right? And the present is going to both become past and future. But at the same time, the, the past and future don't exist at all. And the only thing that exists is the present. So it, there's this like crazy I, a conceptual idea where it's like you're existing in this moment, but this moment also doesn't exist because this, this moment eventually is going to become the past and future. And the past and future are conceptual. It's very weird. I mean, I mean, there's like, uh, oh God, I'm, I'm, I can't think of words today. Like I can't, I'm thinking about what I mean, but wow. I can't Great think of Great day words. to do a podcast. Yeah, fantastic, right? Um, it's like juxtaposition. Yeah. But it's some truth that doesn't that kind of almost doesn't make sense in your mind. Yeah, and it's all it's all bullshit. Here, let's get on. It's like that the, the fact that light is a particle and a wave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just breaks it breaks your understanding of reality. Yeah. So or uh, entanglement. Anyway, continue. before before we get on with the podcast, I was listening to some of our old podcasts, and you talked about a dream you had. And I want to hear that fucking dream. It's like two, three weeks ago. Oh, the dream I had. Dream. Okay. I want to hear um, the dream. All right. So I never, I, I was telling you, I was like, I got to write it down so that I can get my mind together and like really be able to. That was the plan. Yes. Spew it on the podcast. But uh, no. So I had this dream. And in the beginning, I was like. I was hiking up. It was. It felt like kind of like the Alps, like very high altitude, icy conditions. Um, very symbolic. Like hiking up this mountain, right? Frozen ter- terrain everywhere. And I got to the top and this guy was like, I'm telling – there was this guy up there, right? And he's like, I'm telling you, you got to get rid of your phone. You got to get rid of your phone and you got to go back to the people and you have to tell everybody else to get rid of their phone. Because people are going to use this technology. It could have been Alex Jones. I don't know. Anyway, um, people are going to use this technology um, to try to control others. 
And so I went back and I fell back. I went back to the people, basically. I went back and I started leading my normal life again. And I felt like um, I, I, I just went right back to the phone, basically. Like, I couldn't break out of it. And <clears throat> I was noticing a lot of, like, nobody was really paying attention to reality. So people were down, they're facing their phones to the ex- like to an extent that's way more than they are right now in the present, which is a lot right now. But like literally their lives outside of the phone was a non-existent thing. They were totally connected to the thing. Um, <clears throat> and so eventually I just like put my phone down for a day. I was like, I'm just going to see what happens if I don't do this for a day. And so then I started navigating the world. I can't remember what I was doing exactly, but... Um, I started to notice these like glitches in reality where um, it's like in a video game, you know, you get stuck on a screen for a minute and it like doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. Um, you're, and, then, and then it goes to like the next scene and it's like you've moved a little bit in between them. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And eventually, like once I started to notice that it got worse and then I was like starting to panic about it and I was just like getting all this anxiety and then the entire system just like crashed. And I was broken into reality and I could see these people like dressed in red, like clothing, like red uniforms, very, very clean red uniforms, um, controlling these masses of people that were being led toward, uh, like this, this like portal. And it was like a portal of doom. It was like their souls were being, uh, extracted by this portal, but they were all just facing their phones, just being led towards this portal. And so basically like, that's the, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the overall construction of the dream. But after that, I was basically like, they would realize that I'd broken out of the system and they would try to hunt me down. And the whole time I was trying to like get to my, uh, now, well, ex-girlfriend, and like get her to put her phone away too. And yeah. the whole time I was trying to do that, but I just kept like getting killed and then like respawning basically. Like it was a video game. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was like the whole dream was like sped up a ton too. It was like I'm running on this crazy uh, rate. But what do you think very, it means? Well, I think it's pretty clear. I mean, I, I think it's just kind of like referring to um, the toxicity of the digital age and maybe that it could like i don't know i mean it could be the downfall of humanity who knows or it could be some kind of it it could be hurtful to the human condition as much as like stalinism or um different horrors we've seen in the past you know i i don't really know so but i think that's the overall message is just like the digital age is toxic to the human experience it's toxic to the soul of freedom that lays at the base of every single human well let's think about this so i obviously it could be technology but the idea that the first thing that you got this information from ascending a mountain i think the dream is more about you than anything i don't that's i don't think it's about technology it could be very personal yeah um the idea that you were ascending a mountain especially in a snowy climate means that you feel like you're growing or you at least are trying to grow right and then once you get there the fact that what is told to you is that you need to go get other people off of this technology that we both know you're trying to get rid of, right? Video games or whatever it is, just technology in general. And the, it's, it's almost like telling you uh, your journey's far from over. And if you, can't, if you can't get past it, if you can't get past the whole consumed by technology, you're going to just pretty much walk into hell. Now, that's obviously not literal, but that seems to be the message that I'm getting from it. My question is, like, uh, I think you know a little bit more, definitely. I mean, I'm totally uneducated on it, but I think you know some about, uh, like, dream imagery and kind of, like, what it can reflect on and, like, dream interpretation, I guess. Yeah, Which is a field that a lot of people are like, hey, you know, fuck that. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty much Daniel. Pretty much continue. <laughs> All right, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just reincarnated. <clears throat> no biggie. 
Anyways, continue. Yeah, but like my question is if I was watching all like the masses of people, the masses of the population being led towards this portal. Yeah. Um that basically symbolized their destruction as far as I can tell, you know. That just means you know where it leads. You 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 have an outside perspective over a situation that you're watching other people go into. But at the end of the day, it's talking about you. Because it's not like you're saving those people, right? Your call, the guy. No. The guy was like, "You need at the top of the mountain." He was like, "Listen, you need, you need to get rid of your phone, and you need to go tell people to get rid of their phones. Because if you don't, this is what's going to happen." And so you go and do that, but you are incapable of doing that. And so you saw the repercussions of not being able to do that. Yeah. So. I don't know. I. Part of me just feels like. A very interesting dream, though. Intense. It's weird because I feel like a dream like that without I mean it was very, very like real, hyper real. Yeah. Um could have been a message. It seems like a dream like that would normally be like very motivating to people, like to almost anybody. Yeah. But for me, it doesn't even really motivate me that much, mainly just because I feel like there's like there's this fatalism that comes with twenty first century life that is attached to the fact that there's like 17 things that seem almost inevitable that could potentially cause the the destruction of humanity itself. Well, what do you mean by that? Do you know what I mean? Like there's there's nuclear there's um, I mean there's nuclear bombs, there's the threat of all out nuclear war between two madmen eventually happening. Yeah. Um, that totally wipes out the human species. Um, there's, I mean, there's obviously the whole AI, the digital thing, like I said, but there's, I mean, there's a ton of others. There's, I mean, a ton of people are set on the environment being, I think fatalism like destroyed. I I don't, I think that's a product of a mindset. I don't think that's a product of certain death because the idea that we're going through something like death was so much more prevalent to our ancestors. I mean, even 50 years ago, right. Where they would have to go kill the pigs in, in order to eat. Right. 12 year olds, they're on working on a farm. Like most everybody, they would go, Hey, go slaughter the pigs. We need food. Right. Go kill the chickens. And so death was everywhere. Yeah. But I feel like I'm not, it's not exactly death. It's more of the death of humanity. What's wrong. But, but who cares? Like, this is what I'm saying is that, the idea, the, the, the only reason you're getting this whole, oh, you know, the death of humanity fatalistic is because you're not around death. And so you see death as this punishment, this great, this great disease that eventually is going to overtake. And we're at an area where this disease could possibly spread throughout the whole species, right? And there's some instinct in us that wants to preserve our species because, I mean, instinctually, that's what we're designed to do. We're designed to reproduce and keep the, the species going. But the idea that, you know, oh, you know, there's so nuclear warfare could end the whole species or mass illness or whatever. It's like you see death as a punishment. And so therefore, the possibility that death could overcome everybody is seen as the the greatest um, the, the greatest problem. Right. And it kind of gives you a, uh, what you're talking about, like fatal view where nothing really matters because um, we all, you know, we all could just get destroyed at any minute. But ancient humans were around that all the time, right? Back when you worked on the fucking prairie, a couple engines or a hundred engines can come and fucking kill your entire family, right? Just because you're on their land. And that would happen. But nowadays, you know, you're... Yeah, engines. That's what they call them in the fucking westerns. Wait, engines? What? What is that Indians, Indians. or yeah. Native Americans? It's like a slur for... Or now, what's the newest one? It's like uh, fucking not Native Americans. I don't know, but we could be racist to them without any social repercussions. So (laughs) that's all that I care about. It's like, oh, I can be racist without any social backlash. Black people, dude, you want to hear some shit? So I was watching an interview of. Oh my God, here we go. Hold on, on, just give me, just give me five fucking minutes. So I was watching an interview with LeBron James, who was reading. Had he, during the interview, he was holding Malcolm X's book, which is cringy as fuck, right? You're in an interview. 
why are you holding the book? You're not reading the book. You read. Why are you flexing? And then it had, of course, it was the first time the book, this has ever happened. Of course, it's the book of uh, Malcolm X's autobiography, right? Cringy as fuck. Cringy as fuck. And so he's sitting there holding the book. And one of the reporters just asks a basic softball question. What's, what's your biggest takeaway so far? She's like, I don't know how far you've, you're into it. I don't know what you've read. But what's, your, what's the best takeaway, right? And LeBron goes on for 10 minutes fumbling around talking about such stupid fucking things like i think that uh malcolm x was a great leader and uh he uh he was really smart and uh and uh he talked about and i'm this is what he sounded like and uh he talked you know he talked about freedom and uh he talked about uh, one of my favorite takeaways was uh he he talked about how we all deserve a good life and uh and then he goes on to saying, this is what fucking, this curled my skin, dude. He goes, he goes, and he, you know, he talked about how, you know, and we, we were all trying to, because black people are, we're all kings and queens. He goes, we're all kings and queens. And I, and I just fuck it. I was like, oh, dude, I was in, I was like a curled up squash spider for a good 30 minutes after I, I heard that. Because what in the world? makes you think that you are a king and queen, right? What gives you the right because of your skin color to mean that you're a king and queen? This is what culture is telling people nowadays. And I, and I understand black privilege or white privilege. It's really black privilege now. But the idea that this is so racist that if you're black, you're a king and a queen. You're not a king and a queen. It's very likely you're a bum and you're probably dumb and you probably are a burden on society, actually. So, no, you're not a king and queen. You're not. You've done nothing. Wait, are you? Hang on. So. Are you saying it's likely just to clarify, are you saying it's likely that you're a bum just because you're a human being? Yes. It's likely you're a burden. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm saying, I'm saying as a human, as a human, right. And I'm not talking about as a human, but just because you're black does not make you some royalty, which in culture they're trying to push. It doesn't. And it, it made my skin crawl because there's going to be so many people out there who are fucking burdens on society, who are sitting on their couch, burning all their money on weed and fucking taking pictures with Snapchat all day, right? Flexing on them haters or whatever the fuck they're doing. And see that shit and go, yes, I'm a queen. I deserve this shit. I it's deserve very everything. Weird. It's it's very it's, it's very horrible. weird because because I mean, uh, American culture has been flooded and we've had rights and uh, I mean, Peterson talks about this, of course, but uh, we have like rights and and uh, we just have like like baseline this is your human you should experience that shoved down our throats so much that the voices that say like no you got to go out there and you got to be hungry and you got to earn your peace you got to like you go you go out like a hungry dog all day yeah those are the people that people are like holy shit we need to listen to this person like david goggins jordan peterson fucking uh, what's the Navy, the big Jocko Willink, uh, I mean, Joe Rogan to a certain extent, like all these people just talk about all damn day. They just, they just talk about, you know, go out there, fucking lay down time so that you can have a better life. Like that's, that's all they preach. Yeah. And, and, and then people are still sticking to like people like LeBron James uh, are still sticking to the narrative of, you know, you're born into this world enlightened and enriched. It's like, I mean, yeah, you got a spark of the divine in you. We all do, but. but Some are duller than others. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And, I, don't, I don't know. And that's, and that, it just, it just bothers me. Right. Because and I'm not saying I'm this great human, but I, I, I still, and I don't even, I'm not even, yeah, I'm, I'm a subpar human. Right. But I would never in my mind have the concept of calling myself a king and a queen because I'm white, right? 
because most people would call that racist. But black people can do it because they were oppressed. And, and you know what's funny is they, we call them African-Americans. They're not fucking African. It pisses me off. They're just American. They're what do you mean? We call them African-Americans. They're not African. I mean, it's just because they like originated in Africa, you know? It doesn't matter. I don't call them, we don't call white people European-American, right? Like, it's dumb. It's dumb. I mean, yeah, but like, why, why does that bother you? Because it's the it's segregation, right? It's segregation. The fact that you can't calling somebody black is racist, and that that offends because saying hey that's a black dude over there is seen as a sign of racism, pisses me off because he's black. Why can't we all just accept reality that he's black and not be offended about it? It's not an insult. Just like you calling me white, it's not an insult. It's a statement. It's like calling. Yeah, no, I, I, okay. I I get why. But but I'm upset because culture is turning the narrative. They're fucking with truth, man. They're fucking with reality. And I'm already disattaching from reality. I don't want culture to get any farther away. That's why I get so heated up about the trans shit. And I get so heated up about the Black Lives Matter. It's because you're fucking with reality, man. I don't care what you do. Hang on. So sometimes I understand, but sometimes. So. Sometimes I think in like a, like a pattern or like an image and I'm thinking of like, take a line right in your mind and it, it has a magnetic pull and there's this wave running and it runs up and then it runs down and then it runs back up and it runs down. And every single time the crest of the wave is a little bit closer to the line itself. And then eventually it just constricts around that line and then it, it, it it's it, it's one with the line forever, right? And I think what, in some ways, what we're seeing right now, but while it has its dangerous, you know, this dangerous possibility of going into this, like, uh, neo-Marxist, really dangerous kind of place, um, while it has its danger of doing that, it's literally just the bottom end of a wavelength that's reverberating in reaction to that first um, atrocity. So the mean. atrocity of slavery and uh, subjugation, and then the atrocities of, you know, just basically the entire, the, the long period of culture that didn't accept those people after that. It's, it's just a reverberation off of that. And it's going to come back around and it's going to work itself out. So I, I, like, I firmly believe that. I, feel, I, I, I don't know. Part of me thinks I'm reincarnated, right? Part of me thinks that I've lived before in distant past. And sometimes I think that I've lived in multiple times. Of course periods. you do, because you're Andrew Staggs. Yeah, because I'm crazy. Staggs. But at the same time, I feel that way, right? Because there's something about me that looks around and I think these humans, and it's, like, it's almost like I'm, I'm talking from outside of a human perspective. Right. And I'm like, these humans don't understand what the fuck is going on. And for some reason, I think even if it's unwarranted and probably not true, I think I have a really good concept of what it's like to be human. And it's it, it's hard to explain because people will always just be like, you don't know shit. And that's that's totally uh, justified. It's a justified response. But I still feel Yeah, I mean, I, I also feel like. Uh... But what I'm saying is, is what I'm saying is, is that, yeah, the idea yeah, that slavery, like the atrocity of slavery, and we're just reverberating, right? We're just coming at the equal opposite reaction, right, is, is what's happening. That's, well, maybe not equal opposite, but maybe just a little bit less. Like, keep in mind the magnetic pull of the line in the center yeah. that pulls it back. So it's a little bit every time it gets a little yeah, less. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if, if culture works that way. And I don't think I, – I don't know if humans are – I don't think – we do not descend towards balance. We descend towards chaos if left alone. So the the whole problem with your model is that you're assuming that – were designed to reach equilibrium and that everything the unit like we're we're the we're designed for utopia we're not designed for utopia we're, we're designed to keep going and the idea is that you're saying is that as it goes up and down it like it moves back and forth right and there's something in the middle pulling it each time closer to balance but to me okay i don't i don't see that and i think that if left to its devices 
if not if if the crest is not pulled down or the truck it will and it'll just keep it okay yeah I, I i hear what you're saying but what about like the the fact that i mean like the list of problems we have as 21st century americans is um, different not less i mean it's different different kind of less bro i mean well like hung- starvation isn't a problem anymore people are yeah, dying so that's one way problem. later but we have to deal with school shooters yeah, that's not much but it's, it's mental really health that bad, depression statistically depression anxiety that's true. definitely like these things and, and they're not a, you can make a good argument for that yeah yeah, yeah well for sure and it, it's not physical but the idea that we're dealing with less in 21st century than ancient humans is to me totally false I think we're dealing with so much more because we're, we're now living in total societal construct, like a total societal construct. A, 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 we're living in a concept. A hundred years ago, you lived in reality. You didn't eat, you died. Okay, I see what you're saying, but I mean, a hundred years ago. Even, uh, let's go 500. Well, let's go a thousand. It was, yeah, it a, was, thousand, a thousand years ago, you were bending your knee to a tyrannical king, probably. We're doing that could now. Be a wise Black Lives Matter. Could be a bad king. Okay, no, not really. Uh, could be a wise king, could be a bad king. Okay, but I you, think you literally surrender your entire life to that. No, dude, we're not so at that point human. with Black Lives Matter yet. You think you and I can have a podcast and freely discuss whatever the fuck we yeah, want? And that, that wasn't and, allowed back then. Sure, and there's an argument for that. However, their versions of getting around and talking, I'm totally 100% that they used to get around and badmouth the king. Don't act like they didn't. So the, the oh of course so, yeah yeah so it's not and and I hold history but if you were to, caught you were fucked our shit's in public we can say what we want no if you're caught you're fucked. fucked you get canceled okay so let's let's say you're a famous cancel person. culture is toxic you I get agree, you get it's fucked fair. it's not sure you don't lose your head yeah uh, but I'm saying it's not quite the same bro it's not as death. visceral and what I'm saying is it's it's not it's I mean you see death is a I'm, great I'm, punishment I'm, but it's not is all I'm saying. And so the idea that, oh, you would die, that's the crazy, that's so great. No, fuck that shit. It would, be, it would be worse. I think it's worse to be alive and be socially outcast, lose your entire life work, get into depression, and, and contemplate existential existence for 50 years than it is to get caught talking shit about a king at 25 and lose your head and then it all just ends. Personally, I understand how most would disagree with me. That life, okay, just okay, life yeah. At the end of the day, this is, is the, the issue, Andrew. Thing. This is the issue. You're 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 looking at the everything in terms of how good is existence on the individual level. That's not exactly what we're talking about with like Black Lives Matter and stuff. We're talking about society. We're talking about the fact that society is a makeup of the individual. So when you're talking about society, you're talking about the average individual. Yes, but I'm saying, dude, I'm 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 saying Montesquieu. I mean. There's tons of philosophers who have come, political philosophers who have come and passed, who set up ideas for better governmental, like, systems for, I don't know, creating better society than we had in those days. So what are we, what are you, that's literally all I'm saying. What are you arguing? That their society wasn't as good as ours. That's your argument. What I'm arguing is that fundamentally that line with the magnetic pole that's pulling society in a positive direction is there. It's there at the society level because we're not living under tyrannical kings and warlords anymore. That's what I'm saying. We're not living under, um, you know. uh, So democracy. You're saying democracy is... The I'm matter. saying society has gotten better over the years. Why? Why do you think because, that? Because I believe, I mean, I believe that I believe that anybody can constitute a good living for themselves today. And I think that's that's something that if you were born... There's literally half the population If you were right born a slave, if you were born like not a African-American slave necessarily, if you were just born... Uh, uh, a surf in Russia. If you were born, but this is what the whole Black Lives Matter movement is against. They're saying that that's not true. They're saying that doesn't exist. They're saying they're saying that what needs to happen is white people have been on top for so long, it's their turn to be on the bottom. That's their movement, and that black people are kings and queens. 
And so you, you I understand. Yeah, I know. And that's what I'm saying. It's a reverberation of the initial injustice. What injustice? It's, it's not. Have it's, always it's, existed. That's it's not people injustice. trying to flip the tables and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come and it's going to pass. That's what I'm saying. It's not slaves. And this is the problem to me is that people seem to have such a shallow understanding of what humans actually are and how the, how the culture, just because you have ancestors that were a slave does not make you a victim because we all have. Yeah, and I'm not arguing for that, dude. You are, you are. You're no, I'm that, not. You're saying, I'm that not saying that. Movement. I'm saying this is just a reverberation. It's just a natural path of history. The only reason I said it originally was because, I mean, some of these like, like the universities getting taken over by the Marxists and stuff like that. It's actually scary, right? But there's a calming element in the fast that in, in in the fact that it will come and pass. Do you understand what I mean? I'm not saying it's not everything passes though, Joel. How do you think those tyrann- tyrannical kings got in there? Like I understand, it will come and pass. There will be a time after this. That's all I'm saying. Of I'm not saying it will come and pass in that it. But won't it's not going to always be better to light, but. That, that's what I'm saying is just because just because something will pass doesn't mean that what's going to follow is better. You can go literally and this is in the Bible. This is in every story. You can go generations of suffering and famine and disease. Yes. It's not it's not all. Oh, if we make it through, we are young and that's what we've lived through. And so there's a, there's a sense of sense of ignorance in our. our no, I'm not saying that. I yeah, mean, you are saying I'm, that. So hold on. So what I'm saying is that you haven't, you haven't lived through, and neither have I, but you haven't lived long enough to be able to say, oh, well, things are going to come, we're going to pass. And, and even this horrible, evil, corrupt ideology that has led to the deaths of million peoples are infiltrating our schools. You're still saying, oh, well, we'll get through it. It's okay. It's like, no, we might, millions of people might die. The idea that we've lived only in peace. So we think that's all that exists. Andrew, no. Dude, millions of people might die. We can agree on that. If it keeps going, I'm saying I'm saying it will correct itself in a positive direction eventually. What? It won't just it won't just it won't just constantly go down. I'm not saying for us. I'm not saying for us. I'm saying it could take generations for it to correct itself. It could it take could. generations. Yeah, but but why not just – it's like a weed. It's like, yeah, the weed could will eventually die if you just let it grow and kill all your garden. But at the same time, why not just stop the weed before it grows? You could, you could do both perspectives. You could say, okay, well, I have a garden. I built something pretty beautiful. There's weeds growing. I agree with you. I, I could, think it's- The weed will eventually die if I leave it alone. You know, it might kill everything, but it will eventually die. And eventually something I'll, I'll be able to grow again. Or – you could take action and you can be open. I agree. Take action. Take action. But I'm just saying, I, I was just trying to put it in perspective. Well, I, I have take that perspective, action. but at the same time, it, there's, there's a time and a place and we've only lived in peace. And so there's a certain under, there's a certain perspective where we think that I, I get like, what you're saying. We think that's the natural order of things. Peace. Yes. But that it's not, it's and not, I agree. Yes. That's, that's a dangerous view to have. And I think that's also a view. A lot of young people have where, we only know what's on, what's been in front of us. And so we don't have any idea that there's a lot that we've never seen and could happen at any moment if we don't openly pursue the right things. And right now we're, we're openly pursuing the, the very, very wrong things. And we're about to kill our fucking garden is what we're doing. And then who knows what's going to happen after that? You know, right now, yeah, you, you, can, you can talk openly about your opinions. That shit's changing, though, Joel. That shit's changing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's dangerous. I agree. I mean, there's also a huge currents in, that are out there full of people uh, pursuing them that are totally against that, you know, totally against cancel culture. I mean, yeah, those yeah. are the people who have power, the people putting in the cancel culture. But I'm just saying there's, there's, there's a resistance at least. You know, remember what Alex Jones said about how um, the elites, there's good and bad elites, but the bad people tend to organize because they have a lust for power and the good people don't. That's what's going on right now is that 
there's there's some powerful people out there, right? But right now, the good ones, the really powerful good ones, and I wouldn't really consider Joe Rogan one of them or any of the comedians. But there are some people out there who who are powerful people, and and are are against. And it's not even cancel culture. Fuck cancel culture. I don't really care if people get canceled. But there, it's the idea behind it that fucks fucks with me. Yeah, it's the idea okay. behind it. And so I don't want people to get canceled. But that's not what I'm, I'm a primary concern is. Oh, no, a comedian lost his podcast, right? It's like big fucking whoop. Obviously, to him, it matters, right? And if it happened to And me, I mean, it definitely it matter. does matter, too, because it's like people are taking other people's livelihood for them exercising their yes, freedom of speech. But, but. And, but at the end of the day, that's the issue. It's not yeah, I agree about you. them losing mm-hmm. their job. It's about them not being able to say what they want and that people. And then you're going, the model of a tyrannical king is exactly what we're going into. Except it's a mob now. It's a tyrannical mob. And that's even worse. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's yeah. a group of people possessed by a demon. Like one demon is possessing like half the population right now. Right? And it's just... It's, not. I don't think it's half. Not even close yet. Dude, it has close. to be. It has to be close. that close. On. No. No, bro. Really? It's not that close. You think... No. You don't think, you don't think Black Lives Matter has that much... It no. Has, it has, I think... I think it has 99% of black people behind it. And that makes up 30% of the population. And you're telling yeah, me there's yeah, not okay. 20% it has of 90% white people. Of, yeah, but people aren't really behind it. A lot of the people that claim to support Black Lives Matter aren't like, aren't like full Malcolm X style. Let's, uh, let's go, you know, take over the world. That's, yeah. that's not exactly where tons of those people's minds are at. It that, doesn't mean it can't get there right but like that's not where it's at right now i don't feel like i don't know i feel like if you asked if you asked uh say like just a hundred of random people or a thousand random people from the country if if um cancel culture is a good thing i bet you would have terrible approval rating for something like that not many people would agree with that at all yeah, but I think I think we we are. It's like sneezing. No, it's like yawning. If one if one organism yawns, or one chimp yawns, you yawn, right? And we feel that way with pain. Most people are empathetic, except sociopaths, and and they can feel other people's pain when they see somebody crying. They take on the, that little. They feel pain. They literally feel the discomfort, right? And that's a that's a biological response. And so when you have, and I was talking to uh, Jordan's dad, Jim, last night about this. When you have one person who cries out in pain, even if that pain isn't justified, not, most humans, unless you're a sociopath, are going to feel that pain as well. They're going to, they're going to empathize. And so the idea is that you have a big chunk of people saying, hey, I'm a victim for whatever reason. And I'm a victim because speech. I'm a victim because of ideas, right? Not because of reality. I'm a victim because of ideas. And that's dangerous is when you're not victim in reality. Like, hey, I was actually raped. Or, hey, I, my family was actually murdered. Or I, my family was actually yeah. domestic. Well, I mean, it, 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 it ties back to uh, – I think it ties back to kind of what I was talking about with, like, rights and uh... – just kind of like you deserve, you deserve being shoved down people's throats for years and years and years and years. You know, it's just the outcome of that to a certain extent. You know, the, the, the models of, you know, get your ass in there, get your ass, you know, get yourself put together are out there. But, um, but that's been the, the re- real controlling voice for a while, it seems like, which yeah. is kind of depressing. But what I'm saying is, is that, so you have a big group of people who are conceptually oppressed. And the problem is, is that we exist in a society, especially with all the information, the any answer to truth is, well, that's not my truth, right? Or that's your opinion. Or this is how I feel. This is what I see, right? And you, can't, you just can't tell me what I feel. And we have gotten to a point in society, as bad as this is, is that we, re- actually, we actually entertain that. And that is such a fucking dumb idea. It's such a woman thing. And, and it's, that's why, honestly, I'll go really 
Alex Jones on your ass. The whole idea that we're trying to, the, the elites are trying to get like, they're these pedophiles, right? And so what they're trying to do is since at the end of the day, all they want to do is have sex with kids because there's something very evil in that process that I think fuels, if you want to get really spiritual and hippy dippy, that's probably one of the most evil acts. And if evil corruption fuels, of innocence, yeah. And if evil fuels the lower dimensional beings and allows them to come up, right. It like gives them life, right. That would be the primary focus of evil people is to do the most evil acts to fuel the most evil beings. And so, pedophilia is at the end of the day the goal and it always has been it's been around for a long time right in the catholic church um with boys and stuff little boys it's 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 been around forever pedophilia and that it's wrong and that evil people get corrupted and they want to do it but what i'm saying is is that so that's the goal and they're thinking okay how can we get that normalized well first thing you have to do is you have to get rid of gender you have to make little boys, little girls irrelative, right? And then you also have to give them sex. I don't know if those. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You have to give them sexual. <laughs> you have to give them a sex. You have to sexualize kids. And you know how you do that? You make sex, you make gender fake. And then you allow kids to start thinking about sex and what sex they are very early. And we have sexualized children because we're allowing them to decide their sexuality at the age of fucking five with hormone blockers and trans, right? And so now these little people who should not be. Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's like a tiny group of people that's actually doing that shit to their kids. Yeah, but, but it's not about that, Joel. It's about how are we willing to accept this? It's not about how many people are doing Culturally, it. It's yeah, about how sure. many people are accepting it? Sure. The doctrine. And there's a lot of people accepting the doctrine. Actually, it's socially unacceptable to not accept the doctrine. Right. So that means they're succeeding. So now little kids are sexualized. Right. Kids who should not be thinking about sex until they're fucking 15, 16 years old, are now thinking about sex at the age of fucking five. So step one of Operation B Pedophiles, complete. We've sexualized children. Step two, allow uh, gender fluidity to the point where we actually, we're trans species. Hey, I want to be a fox. You are now totally breaking the line between what's normal because now being a pedophile is really not that much different than saying, hey, I'm a fox. And be, well, I mean, it's being like people are saying it's like a sexual orientation, exactly. which literally is the filthiest shit I've but, ever seen. But it's I've not that far heard. away. Being a pedophile, it better not. Be, pedophilia it better, yeah. being a sexual orientation is not that much farther away than saying, hey, I'm a fox. And saying, hey, I'm a fox is not that much farther away from a male saying he's a female. And so what, what they're doing is they're very slowly blurring the line because they need to normalize this shit. And, and we've allowed the whole transgender. And there's so many dumb kids our age who fall for this shit. It's unbelievable, dude. I just want to die. I want to get out of this time period, bro. I cannot. I, I hear you. We got to get out of this. It, this, is a, this is a vat. Um, so, so what did your week look like? How were your days? Let's, let's discuss about this. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're done. We're done talking about Black Lives Matter and pedophiles. Okay. Um, my week was all right. I, the first couple of days I started off strong and then I just slowly weaned out. But the days that I did do my routine felt way better. Felt way better. You couldn't even do your bullshit ass routine. <sighs> yeah. Well, I didn't, I did the mornings every day. I woke up, um, did my stretches, but the night was where I really had a problem. And I always have a problem at night. So yeah, what about man. You? What about you? Um, well, I think I missed two days. I missed two days with your conceptual idea. Yeah, well, well, with not like I mean it it because you didn't actually have any plans. No, it was conceptual, but it was making me do things every day. It was making me read and write every day. I made sure I read and wrote every day. I made sure I uh, practiced piano. Every day, except for the two days I missed, of course. Um, but it made me just kind of like, I mean, meditate every day, pray every day. You didn't see it different? Um, I, here's kind of the crazy thing. I felt like overall, a lot of the time, my energy was actually 
better when I wasn't doing it. Like the two days, dude, the two days where I didn't do it, I was like depression free, which is crazy for me. Well, to have an entire day where I don't really experience like depression. I mean, honestly, I can't even really think of like the last time it happened, maybe a couple days in school. Um, but, but not really like, because, uh, so I think that's weird. Awareness. I think that awareness takes energy. And so when you are aware, like when you were, when you were doing things that you wrote down to do, right. You had to, you had to use awareness. You couldn't just be ignorant, right? You couldn't just be on autopilot going through your day and doing whatever. I feel like I was more aware on the days when I wasn't doing that in a way. I was like allowing myself to do the other things, but I was like, I don't know. I felt really engaged with the present on those days, to be honest. So what do you think that means? I just think it was a mindset, like a mindset shift. Like I'm, I don't know. I'm really trying to, in general, uh, shift my consciousness toward the present. And I'm trying to do, trying to do more with myself, which is helping me get there. But I'm also trying to just keep that in my mind and keep that a focus for me right now. And I think that's helping more than just like getting a routine and making sure I'm hitting certain things might help me as far as like mental health and stuff like that, you know? I feel that. Yeah. But well, I start I start school this week, so I'm going to try to get my uh my schedule all fucking fixed and I'm going to keep trying to do that shit. I'm going to get nights down. If I can get nights down, bro, it'd be a game changer. Cuz nights getting going to bed, getting to bed and getting good sleep is more important than whatever the fuck you do during the day, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Sleep at the end of the day is, is it. Just I it. mean, yeah. So, all right, we can end the podcast there. All right, dog. It's a good podcast.